we wanted to just carve out some time to talk to Pastor Vance on the podcast. And I want to hit one topic that really has been life-changing for me on my journey as a church planter, and that's the topic of the kingdom of God. How does the kingdom of God work together with church planting? How does the kingdom influence church planting? Kingdom framework, stuff like that that I've heard you just really impart into planters throughout your journey. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Hey, welcome everybody to the We Are Send Network podcast. Pastor Hayden here from Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm also here with, come on, the man himself, Dr. Dahadi Lewis, mm. Blueprint Church mm. in Atlanta, Georgia, always with Noah Odom from St. Louis, August Gate Church. And today we have a special guest who actually is my pastor, our sending church pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, senior pastor of Hope Church, Pastor Vance Pittman in the house today. What an honor it is to have you. You're, you're family for me, but you're, you're so well known to so many that watch this, that lean in, that listen. We're actually here in Nashville for SBC 21, the annual meeting, and we wanted to just carve out some time to talk to Pastor Vance on the podcast. And I wanna hit one topic that really has been life-changing for me on my journey as a church planter, and that's the topic of the kingdom of God. How does the kingdom of God work together with church planting? How does the kingdom influence church planting? kingdom framework, stuff like that, that I've heard you just really impart into planters throughout your journey. When you think about kingdom of God and church planning, where does your mind go, Pastor Vance? It actually backs up one step before that, because for me, the whole journey of the kingdom was born out of my own personal journey of a pursuit of just Christ-likeness in my life. I had kind of gone through a, a season of ministry for about 10 years, and up until that moment, if you'd asked me what's the primary call on your life, I'd have said ministry. And it was through a period of brokenness that God showed me the primary call was really not ministry, it's intimacy. Mm -hmm. Ministry is what He does out of the overflow of intimacy. And in that brokenness, a guy mm -hmm. began to disciple me and taught me to pursue Christ's life in the Gospels in my devotional time. Not as exclusively in the Gospels, obviously, but to rhythmically build in this pattern of pursuing Christ's life in the Gospels. Yeah. And so I was doing that uh, one morning and came to Luke 4, uh, verse 43, where Jesus, in response to the disciples and the crowd seeking after him, said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. And that morning when I read it, I saw something in Jesus that wasn't in me. Mm. This passion for other cities and this passion for the kingdom. Because up until that point in my life as a Christian and a pastor, it was all about a church. Wow. Like if the church was good, I was good. Wow. If we had good attendance, decisions, offerings, mm -hmm. I didn't think about the city and I sure didn't think about the kingdom. It was right. just the church. Mm -hmm. That was my metric of success. And so I saw this thing in Jesus that wasn't in me. And that's where my whole journey started wow. was a pursuit of just something in me that didn't look like Jesus. And got my wife, we prayed, said, Lord, yes. And you know the story. The rest of the story is that we said yes, thinking we're gonna to go to some city overseas and God orchestrated the events through Pastor Johnny Hunt and First Baptist Woodstock to invite us on this church planting journey in Las Vegas 20 years ago. And really it was that pursuit of Christ 
and seeing his passion, that word, I must, it, in the Greek language, it means it's absolutely necessary. Jesus didn't say, I might. He didn't say, maybe. Mm. It was the passion of his life to engage in the expansion of the kingdom. And for 20 years, now that's really shaped the trajectory of my life. This pursuit of kingdom reality rooted in Christ's likeness um, that, that's changed my life. And it's really uh, something that unfortunately in a lot of the churches in North America, we don't even think about the kingdom. And yet it's referenced 100 times in 16 different books of the New Testament. One of them is Jesus saying, seek first the kingdom. It wasn't a suggestion to put it in your top 10 list. It was an imperative that everything should revolve around the kingdom. And it really changed my life. Yeah. So how would you define kingdom? You know, how would you kind of pack that? Because that's a word that many times people talk about, yeah. but very few kind of put definition to For it. For sure. Yeah. And we've kind of had a definition that's been a work in progress through the, through the years in Vegas. And we've, I still say that because I leave room to change it. But now for probably 10, 12 years, it's been the same. But the way we define the kingdom is God's sovereign activity in the world resulting in people being in right relationship with himself. Mm. The kingdom is the big picture of what God is doing locally and globally. Good. We know this, but yeah. from the beginning of the Bible, God is on this mission, this eternal redemptive mission of redeeming to himself a people from every tribe, tongue, people, nation. We read the end of the story in Revelation when Jesus in, in, in uh, Revelation 5, they look at Jesus and say, you're worthy to take the book and to break its seals for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. The problem is we stop there. We don't read the next phrase. The next phrase says, and you made them to be a kingdom. Wow. Mm -hmm. Meaning what's eternal, what, what eternity is, is the eternal reign of this diverse kingdom from every tribe, tongue, people, nation with King Jesus ruling and reigning. And what that means is every local church now is simply a temporary tool established by Jesus for the expansion of the kingdom. Wow. The end game's not the church, yeah. it's the kingdom. And what I'm afraid we're doing today is spending all of our time, energy, effort, and resource on the tool when the real deal is the expansion of the kingdom. Jesus said, I'll build my church. Yeah. You leverage that for the sake of the expansion of the kingdom in cities mm -hmm. and nations all over the world. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom is the big picture of what God's doing in the world redeeming a people to himself, and it's why God births a church. Wow. Most churches have a missions department. I think we should crucify the S. There's not missions, there's the mission, which is the eternal redemptive mission of God. And the local church doesn't do missions, the local church is born for the mission, which is local and global, and it's the big picture of what God's doing. That's so good. And one of the things about, about kingdom is you have to care more than just about your church. And I've seen that in your ministry. Uh, every young guy that I talk to on the West Coast, I feel mm. like has a connection to you. You know, Hayden, he can't stop talking about you, loves you, you're obviously a hero. <laughs> well, that's <in> mutual. <laughs> uh, and then last night I had dinner with a planter. I, had, I know, but first time we've ever sat down and he, he spoke about you as mm. well. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but today is the five-year anniversary of when we met at wow. SBC five years ago, and you gave me your phone number, and you said, text me anytime. I did it, and you're the only leader that did that with me that actually responded to the text message mm. the first time I sent it. Mm. So I just wanna say, like, I respect that in you. I've mm. seen that. Tell me why that's a part of your heart, why, why you see pouring into other leaders is so essential for this thing of kingdom. 
because the kingdom is bigger than any one of us and it's bigger than any one church. One church cannot reach a city yeah. by itself. One church can't reach a region by itself. For example, I live in Las Vegas, have for 20 years. Um, when we started our church, we broke the thousand barrier in weekend attendance in our three and a half years. If we'd have continued to grow at that trajectory by 2035, we would have averaged 35,000 people in weekend attendance, which would have made us one of the fastest growing largest churches on the continent of North America. However, by 2035, there would be three and a half million people projected to live in Las Vegas, wow. which means we could be the fastest growing church in our city, one of the largest in our country, and not penetrate the lostness of our own city by even 1%. Wow. That can't be kingdom success. Yeah. So here's what we realized. If we reproduce and multiply five churches every five years, that reproduce and multiply five churches every five years, and those churches reach 250 people with the gospel, by 2035, we can reach two and a half million people for Christ. That's kingdom expansion. That's awesome. And that's the metric. When Jesus returns, it's not going to be about how many people we had on Sunday listening to us preach. Yeah. It's gonna be about the mission of making disciples locally and globally, which is the expansion of his kingdom and tribes, tongues, peoples, and nations all over the world. So when you realize one church can't do it by itself and one leader, and here's the other side of that. I only have a window. Like if I wanna have lasting kingdom impact, for 20 years I've been able to be somewhat of the face of planting in Las Vegas, but that window's closing. And that's why I'm so thankful for a guy like Hayden that God's raised up. And we've had this conversation as a man, you're the future face of church planting in Las Vegas. That's gotta be who you are because what God is doing in the expansion of his kingdom is bigger than any one of us and it's bigger than our lives. And when God births a church, mm, he wow. always has something bigger. So and, and let's, let's so kind good. of talk about that because as we so talk good. about the, the kingdom and specifically church planting, how does having a kingdom view impact like your year one? How do you, when, as you're going in, you're talking to church planters yeah. and they're planting a church, them having a kingdom mindset yeah. as they're planting the church because what they're thinking about surviving, are, is it gonna make right. it, all the, you know, yeah. all those yeah. tensions. So yeah. how, how would you I'll give you there? three. I'll give you three with maybe an added fourth. But uh, first, there has to be a, um, uh, a passion to serve the city. Mm -hmm. I believe when the kingdom expands in a city, it means more then more people go to church. It means the city becomes a better place to live. Right. What happens too often in, in North American context of church planting is they go in, the first thing we do is try to find a place to meet. We try to get us a storefront, a school, a movie theater. We buy our sleek pulpit. We spend all our money designing this slick mail out to let everybody come to our church service. When that's really a backwards missiology in the New Testament, it starts with a city. And so you have to begin to think not like a pastor of a church, but a missionary in a city and look for domains in the city to begin to engage. So at Hope, we're involved in foster care. We're involved in the fight against human trafficking. We're involved in the community, uh, community uh, service through the criminal justice system process. We're involved in the fight against homelessness and poverty in our city. We're involved in the educational domain. We're involved in uh, uh, social justice issues, reconciliation issues. All of those, not because we're trying to be something that we're not supposed to be, but because as the missionary in me, I'm to look for ways to serve the city. So the planter needs to go not thinking I'm the pastor of a church I'm planting, but I'm a missionary that's been planted in this city to think about the expansion of the kingdom through domain. So that's one. The second one is there has to be a plan to multiply the church. Yeah. I just said, one church can't reach a city by itself. So you need to plant pregnant. Mm -hmm. Not saying one day maybe we'll plant. No, you plant with the expectation we are going to reproduce and multiply, not just 
once, not just yeah. twice, but we're going to we're going to leverage everything we are. So from the very beginning, our very first membership process we ran at Hope, I told the people in that first 35 group, uh, 35 people in that first membership class, if you join Hope Church, we're going to do everything we can to talk you into leaving. <laughs> because from the beginning, I wanted them to know if you think kingdom as a church, the church exists to introduce people to King Jesus, disciple them in kingdom living, and then send them out for the expansion of the kingdom. So if you begin to think about, uh, if you start that, well, you have a plan to multiply the church. Another thing is there has to be um, uh, the, 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 the pattern of multicultural ministry. If you're going to think um, kingdom in a city, you have to understand that the church should be a reflection of the community. If the church that I've planted does not look like the city I've planted it in, there's a gospel problem with what I'm doing in my city because the gospel is no respecter of persons. If the church doesn't look like the community, then I've started not thinking city, I've started thinking church and I've created a homogenous culture that's attracted people like me. But if you start with a city like Paul did in Philippi, you wind up with Lydia, you wind up with a jailer, you wind up with a demon possessed girl. The church looks like the community. And the last thing I would say is there has to be global engagement. A lot of times church planners think about missions like that's what we do when we can afford it. Right. That's what we can do when we get, that's like saying I'm gonna have kids when I can afford it. If that's what you say, let me tell you what you're yeah. never doing. You're <laughs> never having kids, right? So you start from the beginning understanding everything God's doing locally, he's birthed to be a part of what he's doing globally. Yeah. So like we took our first international mission team overseas uh, three months after we launched our public worship service. Yeah. So we, we were meeting for three months, but we're already taking teams overseas, engaging in the big picture of what God's doing. So if you're gonna think kingdom from the beginning, those are four things that I would say have to be in place. That's good. Yeah, I, I love all those topics. And what's been so good is that the stuff that Pastor Vance is kicking right now is not theory, but is stuff you're practicing, mm -hmm. stuff that you've lived out for the past 20 years. If this was like year one of church planning and you said all this, it'd be like, well, we'll see how it works out. Um, but fast forward now two decades mm -hmm. and you're able to celebrate so much fruit and not just locally, but, but globally and in response to the king of the kingdom. And mm -hmm. I love that. Maybe just share in the last few minutes that we have for this episode, some of the vision for what's next. This has been a milestone year for you, hitting that 20 year mark. And I think it'd be cool to even do a part two of this episode, because I just want to hear about, I want to look backwards and talk about what you learned along those 20. But even think, what's the king speaking to you in this next kingdom season? Probably the biggest dream yeah. uh, from a church planting, uh, our church planting strategy that's in our hearts is in 2015, I you know, had been in Vegas, we, we, we were on the campus that we're in now, and I kind of thought, okay, what's next for me? Because 15 years we'd been there, and I thought, is this, are we, is God done with us here? And in 2015, God really solidified a life call mm. uh, to the city of Las Vegas for us. And I know that I'm, I'm where God's placed my family. And so we began to really seek the Lord about what that looks like. And what God really birthed in our hearts from a church planting standpoint is 75 million people live in the Western United States. 95% um, of that 75 million are non-Christian. Wow. About 60% of them are in the none category in the census, meaning they don't declare any faith affiliation at all. So 95% non-Christian, 60% non-religious, 
75 million people in the mountain and Pacific time zones. If you look at it numerically, it makes it the fourth largest numerical mission field mm. on planet Earth. Wow. Only China, India, and Indonesia have more lost people living within their borders as a nation. Only China, India, and Indonesia have more lost people than the United States of America. And 40% of the lost population of the United States of America is in the mountain and Pacific time zones. Wow. So we thought, okay, God, what do you want us to do to reach the West? Because when we went to Las Vegas from the beginning with this kingdom mindset, it was Las Vegas, the West, and the world. God, how do we reach the West? And God birthed in our hearts this, this idea, this, this dream to plant 300 churches that would reproduce and multiply 10 times each mm -hmm. to give us 3,000 new churches in the West. We just launched our 71st, so we're 71 church plants towards the 300. Um, 300 church plants multiply 10 times each, 3,000 churches. If each of those churches reach 250 people for Christ, that's 750,000 people. That's 1% of the 75 million people that live in the mountain and Pacific time zone. Mm -hmm. We can't create movement. We can obey the principles of multiplication. So we're going to put in a plan to obey the principles of multiplication and trust God for movement. If the Lord allows for that, and we see that 1%, mm -hmm. and that 1% reproduces that in the next 15 years, that 1%, 3,000 churches becomes 30,000 churches. Now think about that. We're here at SBC. SBC boasts 45,000 churches. In two generations of multiplication, we could have 30,000 churches hmm. in arguably the most unchurched portion Amazing. of our country. Yeah. And God could use that for a sweeping movement back across America. And here's why I say that. If you study movement globally, movement always happens in a pre-Christian context. Mm -hmm. The West is the last pre-Christian context left in America. New England, the Northeast, largely lost people, but it's post-Christian. Post the Bible Belt, what I like to call now evangelical Catholicism is rapidly becoming post-Christian. The West is the only portion of America that has not seen great awakenings. It's not seen the great revivals. It's largely pre-Christian. Are they unreached? No, they have access, but most of them have never been exposed to the gospel. They've never been to a church, never had a gospel conversation. If there's hope for a movement of God in America, again, it's the Western United States. So we've asked God to give us in our lifetime this 1% vision as the seed to what could become movement for the glory of God and seeing a movement that would sweep our nation and then touch the nations again for His glory. How about Man, that? That's really exciting. Mm. And just as a person wow. who's grown up in California, I was raised in the Los Angeles area and just, I don't remember ever having a Christian conversation, you know, mm -hmm. in my life. So I wasn't like against God no. or anything. It just wasn't yeah. a thing, Same. you know? So hearing that heart, hearing that vision really touches my heart and really excited about. Well, my neighbor, that. when I moved to Las Vegas, two doors down from me, we invited them to our home for an Easter gathering. Mm. And she's a college graduate in America, husband's in the military. And she honestly had no idea Easter had anything to do with Christianity or the church. Wow. She didn't know. She wow. knew a bunny and eggs. Yep. She had, I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't against it. Right. Yeah. Nobody had ever told her that Easter was a Christian yep. celebration. Yep. She had no clue Man. that it was. Um, and that's that. the West. I love that vision. You know, St. Louis is called the, the gateway to the West. I would love to really? Come on. pray that that happens Come and then on. say, Lord, let St. Louis be the gateway from the West. Yeah. So revival comes 
through St. Louis to yeah. the rest of the country. Yeah. Man. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to latch on Let's go. my wagon to that vision, man. Oh, I love that, man. That's so good. That's major. That's awesome. Well, this has been a jam-packed episode of the We Are Sin Network podcast. I know that I'm going to have to revisit this, and some of this I've even heard before, but it's just so fresh to hear it again and to try to examine my own self and our church and say, are we living some of these principles out? And so grateful to have a resource like Pastor Vance in our network, Champions and Network Activity, locally, globally, so, so powerful. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're gonna be jumping back in to the next one where we're gonna go deeper with Pastor Vance and look back at that 20 year journey and extract some kingdom principles that we can learn from as well. As always, if you wanna find out more information about Send Network, you can go to the website, sendnetwork.com, or you can text the number 888-123. Just text the word Send Network 888-123. We'd love to get you the information that you need. After all, we are Send Network. Have a great day. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.